We have been discussing at great length the legislation that was enacted which said that Milwaukee would have the right to enact a sales tax, and so would Milwaukee County for that fact. But there were certain parameters that went along as part of that. One of them was that Milwaukee schools, MPS, would have to put student resource officers in the schools. They used to have SROs in the schools. Then they took them out, and the legislation now says they need to enact a new contract with the Milwaukee Police Department and get those student resource officers back in the school, and they have not. And now it is February 19th, and that was supposed to happen at the beginning of the year. Wyatt Barmore-Pooley has been on this story from the very beginning, diving into all the different angles, and he is with us this afternoon. And Wyatt, you conducted a, a very interesting interview that plays into all of this. Yeah, so we have, we've been talking about this for now. It's our second month we've been talking about this, John, with every uh, angle we can think of on the Milwaukee situation. But the one thing we haven't been able to do on the show is talk to a school resource officer. In Milwaukee, that's because they don't have them yet. This is the whole problem, is that they, they haven't implemented the program yet. They don't have any officers in schools, so we can't talk to them. So that meant I had to go looking in uh, other places, and I started asking around to the districts outside of Milwaukee, and I was able to talk to uh, two officers from the Wauwatosa Police Department, Uh, one who is a current school resource officer based at Tosa West High, and one who did it for many years before becoming a sergeant and moving into a supervisory role. So I was able to speak to Sergeant Jim Morrill, He's the former uh, school resource officer and Officer Ferris Griffin, the current SRO, and uh, really just sort of dive into how they got into it, what they like about the job, what they don't like, and uh, what they what a day in the life of a school resource officer looks like. Uh, so Officer Griffin described the three pillars of being an SRO as this. Where we serve is three primary functions. Uh, one of the first functions is a public safety educator. Well, we have conversations, we do classroom presentations with students, and you can kind of tailor it to your student base that you're going to, whether it's an elementary school or a high school. Uh, The second part of that is being an informal counselor, mentorship kind of role, and the third, of course, being law enforcement. So a lot of the training is scenario-based, where it gets you away from that patrol mindset. And that training starts after you got to have a couple years on patrol. You do. They, they stress this to me. You do have to be a cop first. You, you got to get used to being a police officer. But uh, then you can uh, start applying for the program. The district and the police department have to give you both a thumbs up before then. And then you uh, start your training. And Officer Morrill told me it's not just with the department. They go outside. For a new SRO, they're going to go for a week right away, usually out of state for uh, it's called NASRO, uh, National Association of School Resource Officers. Uh, that is a program that they put on. They have a basic NASRO course. So all SROs will go for that one-week course to get an understanding of how things are a little different in the schools than they are, say, on the streets. And they also take crisis intervention training and active assailant training. So that's uh, both for uh, mental health crises, they talked about mostly with the uh, crisis intervention and it deals mostly with students. Active assailant, of course, deals with violence against the schools. I want to ask you about the daily experience because we've all been wondering what it's like. And I think we think it's breaking up fights all day long. And you had the chance to talk to them about what it's like day in, day out, right? Yeah, I did. And it was really interesting because what they emphasized really throughout the whole thing is that it's about relationship building and it is about the ways that they're able to connect with the students. And it's not just as simple as like 
giving out high fives and just sort of being a presence. They talked very seriously about the ways that they're able to uh, build those relationships with students. And uh, Officer Morrill talked about what he considers a, a typical day. And the answer really is there is no typical day. Any given day. I mean, it can be anywhere from somebody uh, lost their headphones somewhere or, or someone stole some money out of a locker or there's a kid who had a problem at home and is now feeling um, that they might do some sort of self-harm, right? There could be a, a, an opportunity to go speak in a classroom and talk about maybe the Fourth Amendment or we get to guest speak and stuff in somebody's classroom. So that's great. Officer Griffin put it really well. He put it about as succinctly as you can get it. I really enjoyed this turn of phrase from him. I know each day I'm going to have a lot of conversations, but I'm not sure what about yet. And I thought that's really hmm. sort of like yeah. what they what it really ends up being is that it's less versus patrol where it's all action based. You're in your car, you you go drive places, you make arrests, you conduct traffic stops, all that kind of stuff. It's more uh, of a of a talking job than uh, an action based job, and I also really liked this. Uh, I thought it was fascinating. Uh, Officer Morrill talked uh, about the way it's different for them because they the 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 people who they have to interact with in a law enforcement way. They talked about they do still have to sometimes make arrests, give tickets, be uh, be police officers, but instead of taking their their uh, the person they arrested jail. They got to go back and see them at school the next day. Honestly, I had some of the best relationships with the kids who had the most problems. They saw that there was there's respect there. There was we treated them fairly. They learned that a stereotypical police officer wasn't what we were. He says that if they uh, if they do have to enforce discipline, they, they the officers it's a, a responsibility for them to sort of wake up the next day with a clean slate and not hold any grudges. It's not like on the street you arrest someone you may never see them again. You're going to see that kid and their family and their friends for the rest of your careers at SRO. So we can't even, selfishly, we can't even afford to destroy a relationship or to be biased or to treat someone negatively because we thought they did something wrong. Fascinating conversation. So to bring it full circle, I'm glad you talked to these guys because we have a better understanding of what they do. Where are we at in Milwaukee. By January 1st, they're supposed to have the officers in place. And I know you've been on top of this part of the story. Where are we? Yeah, so what uh, we're certain we're, we are where we were the last time here. There needs to be a plan presented to the board. That is the next concrete step that needs to be taken. The plan is presented to the board, approved by the board, and then they can start the process of training these officers. It's likely, when I spoke to Andrew Wagner, the president of the Milwaukee Police Association, he said it's likely that some officers who remained who already had resource officer training might apply for the program again. Not sure exactly what impact that'll have on the timeline of getting officers in schools, but like we talked about, they have to go through a uh, lot of training before being entrusted with this. They, they talk about it really as a responsibility with these students. So, Are there uh, any ramifications for the district? I mean, the district was supposed to have this in place. The legislature has given them the money is there any consequence? The people I've talked to say no, and that it is good enough that they are working on it, essentially. And that the January 1st de deadline, it, it seems, to quote uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, less of a rule, more of a guideline here to make sure they're actually getting it going. I did want to bring something in, though, that I thought was the most interesting part. This is sort of my reaction to it versus telling you what they said. Something I noticed is that over and over again... 
both Officer Morrill and or uh, Sergeant Morrill and Officer Griffin brought up the contrast to patrol officers. They talked a lot about perception, but it was interesting how much they wanted to sort of be like, we're not those guys. Our job is essentially different. And it didn't come off like they were throwing their fellow officers under the bus, but it was something I, I found really interesting is that they wanted to make sure people knew they're not what you think of Hmm. When you when you talk about well, like a, like a kid sees a police officer, they're seeing a uniformed officer. They're carrying guns, right? Right. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, the image of it is like, ooh, authority, um, you know, danger, fear, all of those. And you're saying they are working really hard to get a relationship with these kids. Yeah. Sergeant Merle told me a story that uh, he now off the job. He's he's working in that supervisory capacity. But he went back to help out the SROs because they're working uh, with three officers instead of their normal four. He went to a school, tried to help with the situation, and got stonewalled by the kids there because they immediately saw him as an investigating officer there to arrest people. And he talked about how if, if Officer Griffin, if Ferris had been there, they would have known their guy and been more likely to open up about the situation to the officer that they had built relationships with, knew because he's there every day. They They would have... It's that barrier that they are able to break down by simply being in schools every day. Great point. Wyatt Barmore-Pooley, good work on this topic. We'll stay on top of it. Thanks, yeah. You'll you'll be hearing from me.